0: If you want to get stuff done, then you have come to the right place. This is the Get Stuff Done podcast brought to you in association with RDI Worldwide, a weekly interview series with prominent and diverse people from around the world who will share their own unique insights on what it takes to get stuff done and their personal strategies for doing so. My name is Gordon Dudley, the creator of the Get Stuff Done project and host of this podcast. Thank you so much for being with us. We hope you enjoy this episode and would love to hear your feedback anytime. Let's get stuff done. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Get Stuff Done podcast with your host, Gordon Dudley. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I'm sure you are absolutely in for a treat because we have another fantastic guest with us today. His name is Pankaj Agrawal. He's somebody that I've known in Korea for a number of years now. And
1: uh, I'm going to introduce him first. But first of all, thanks, Pankaj, for being with us today. Thank you, Gordon, for having me. It's a pleasure to be talking to you all the time. And and I'm excited and for, looking forward to this podcast. That's great. And so let me, let me tell you a little bit
0: about our guest today. He's the founder and CEO of TagHive, which is a Samsung-funded company based in South Korea and India. TagHive's core objective is to re- revolutionize learning through its innovative product, Class Sati, and so we're going to be hearing more about that and the things that uh, he's been doing uh, with that. He is himself uh, an accomplished uh, innovator. He's been named India's top 10 innovators by MIT Technology Review and Mint, and also recognized on Fortune's 40 under 40 list. He's more than 75 international patents, and he is uh, also fluent in Korean, having spent a decade at Samsung before uh, launching his journey with Tag Hive, He has an MBA from Harvard Business School, a master's from Seoul National, and a bachelor's of technology from IIT Kanpur. So you can tell that's probably the longest intro that I've given on this podcast so far, and that's because Pankaj is such an accomplished guy. Um, he, he really does so much, and that's why I thought he'd be absolutely perfect to welcome onto the podcast of getting stuff done because he is definitely uh, a shining example of somebody who who gets stuff done. So let's let's get right into it uh Pankaj. I mean we we've known each other now for uh, a number of years here in Korea but you you started your journey in Korea when exactly?
1: So I came to Korea in 2004 and that was when I got uh, this opportunity to work with Samsung for this two plus two program. So I did my master's in Korea as a part of Samsung scholarship program. And then after my master's in Korea, I did my two years of service uh, at the R&D office of Samsung Electronics in Korea. And I like Korea so much that I continued to stay. And despite uh, getting a chance to go to the US, I mean, I went to the US for my MBA. And then again, I chose to come back because I love this country so much. There's so much you can do. There's so much speed, so much action, uh, so much process orientation. Uh, So I I like all of that well i hope I hope we get a chance to talk about
0: that as well um you know the changes that we've both seen in Korea over the time that we've been here. so would you say that my first question is always around getting stuff done and what what really drives people um have you always had this this the inner drive to to just keep like uh, getting things done because because you've achieved so much uh already or or was there some particular moment that that it came to you and, and from that moment on you 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 started
1: um doing what you do uh you know i i see i come from a small village in india and uh in my early days uh, uh you know i didn't have much opportunities so i realized very early on in life that whenever you get a chance you just got to do it and uh I've always used uh, every opportunity that I got in my life to ensure that I'm giving my best. I mean, it has become such an integral part of me now that I don't have to think hard to work hard. It just happens. Uh, And I feel, I mean, for me, it's not about getting stuff done or giving the best. It's more about being the best version of myself. Okay. if, If I think my potential is so much, then I should be living up to that much of potential. Uh, through my performance and that is what I think I mean that is what life is for me so you keep on improving every day and improving your potential and you work hard to uh, to live up to that potential basically.
0: And have you mapped out your potential is that something that you think about Uh, is it you know unlimited what's your what's your take on that?
1: Well, it's an evolving process Gordon Um, I think many times I've realized that people execute the irrelevant they're working on things uh Without thinking too much. So I think we need to reflect a lot. And I, for example, when I get the job done, when I get a task, for example, my first question is, can I eliminate this task? I mean, is it, is it must for me to do? If the, so I, the answer is no, I cannot eliminate the task. Then I ask, can I automate the task? If the answer is no to that, then I say, okay, this task has to be done. So can I delegate the task? And if the answer is also no to that, then I I have to do the task right because I cannot eliminate that I cannot automate that I cannot delegate that and the question the last question I ask myself is is it okay if I do the task if do, if I do this task later Okay if the answer is no to all these four questions then I yeah. do the task so it, now it has become such an important such a sort of natural course of um, action or thought process for me that I just follow that process and then that is how I prioritize my tasks. Okay. And get the job done, and many times I think a lot of the tasks get filtered in the first three or four questions that I ask. Most tasks don't need to be done; they can just be eliminated right away. um so that is how I t- try to uh, try to ensure that I'm working on tasks that are relevant and and important that's that's i mean keeping that at the
0: top of your mind, I think I think is quite you know not everybody does that, but um I, I want to ask about you know samsung, of course, Korea's most famous company a worldwide brand, regularly um, in the, the very top of the uh, most globally recognized brands in itself, and such a large company. And now you've set up your own company, that's like a different universe. H- how did that come to be? Was that something you always wanted to do? Was it was it a tough transition? Because I've also done the same thing, going from big companies to to now running my own business, and it was not easy.
1: I, I think it's not about easy or difficult. Honestly, it's just about this natural progression. So when I was working at a big company, I realized that big companies, while they're big, uh, you are too small because your role is such so limited, and uh, you just make so, only so much impact in a big company. And my f- desire has been for long to make an impact and be a play a relevant role, a uh, meaningful role. And hence, I think when I got a chance to do my own startup through the Samsung C lab program, I took that opportunity because I felt that you can do so much more. You know, I really feel, feel that I'm, I'm maxing, maxing myself out. I touch my limits almost like every other day. Um, so I touch my stamina. I mean, I just feel that I have, I'm doing too much. So I, I just, I mean, of course, it's tiring at times, but also at the same time, very, very fulfilling. Uh, so for me, the, the sort of choice of doing a startup was to maximize my potential or to mm-hmm. to get a chance to maximize my potential. And hence, I'm enjoying this. Of course, it's not easy if you look at it objectively. But I think uh, with the right team in place and with working hard and with discipline, it just becomes easy. I think you have a fantastic um, outlook um
0: because the things you're talking about are are not easy for 99% of people and and a lot of people would would also have uh, given up along the way so so that's why I really um definitely want to pay credit to you for you know for for doing what you've you, you've done tell us now about the current status of of taghive and and
1: and how that's going so we are right now um 50 people we have two offices, one in Korea, one in India. We have 10 people in Korea office and around 40 people in India office. And we are growing. A uh, very decent revenue last year. Even this year, we've done decent revenue. Uh, We're right now in around uh, 7,000 classrooms. Um, and what we do is we build a technology product that is a combination of a hardware and a software that really empowers teachers to understand students in real time in the classroom and also has a lot of other elements for teach, for parents, for students at home, and for administrators to look at data points and, and improve the child's learning outcomes on a regular basis. I mean, just to put it simply, when a teacher has taught something in the class, we mm-hmm. can use our technology to ask a quick formative question and teachers can get a real time understanding of how many students understand what the teacher just taught. Got it. And that is very powerful. So teachers get a real-time insight into what's happening in the classroom and they can course correct right away instead of waiting for, uh, you know, a few weeks later down when the exam is done and you get the data. And the best part is it works without internet in the classrooms. Uh, and the dependency on the infrastructure in the classroom is very, very low. Okay. So that allows us to really target, to a, target a big segment of schools, not only in uh, India, but also in other developing countries. We are looking at, of course, right now we have deployed mostly in Korea and in India. But I think what we have built has a global appeal. And now, next year onwards, our focus is going to be to tap into other markets besides Korea and India. So as a, as a company, I mean, since the last seven years that we are in business, we have really come a long way of multiple, multiple uh, iterations mm-hmm. and now getting to a product that is being left by our customers and our consumers. Uh, We're happy to be where we are right now. And we are now looking at how do we take this to a global scale?
0: Tell us a little bit about the name Tag Hive and and also Class Sati.
1: So Tag Hive is the company name, and yep. the idea was the sort of the the reason the reason for putting the company name Tag Hive was because I was excited about the idea of tags. You know, a tag could be a logical, right? Yeah, a tag could be a physical tag. You know, like you have this RFID tags, or um, you could have a software meta tag. So I was excited about the idea of tags, and I was thinking, how do I use the idea of tags to amplify the experience in daily lives you know when you do shopping when you exercise when you play when you learn when you eat when you sleep how can these sensors these tags make everyday life better and hence i wanted to really build a company that hosts these tags in different domains hence the hive of tags was the essential idea so we wanted to build a hive of tags so we started with the idea of toys initially we did some business in the toys segment and then we move to the learning or the education domain and we are doing a lot of work there. And I think there's a roadmap for us. We will do different segments going forward. The education domain is so, uh, so uh, diverse and there's so much to do. Hence we have, we are working for long in this domain. But idea in the future is that we will want to build tags for different domains. And hence the company name is Tag Hive and Class Sati is a product is a platform that we have built as a part of our initiative of building tags for education. Uh, Class is class and "sathi" is a Hindi word, which means a friend. Okay. So we want to build a tag of, that is a friendly tag for a student, for a teacher, for parents and for administrators in the education ecosystem. And hence it's called class sathi. So it's a very, very friendly and a very positive connotation uh, uh, to what we have done so far. And people love this word. I mean, sathi is, is very popular in India. Um, and that is how, I mean, for me also the names really matter. I mean, the names really carry a lot of meaning and, and depth. Into the philosophy of why somebody built that product or that company i mean and thanks for asking that question
0: and and so a lot of what we talk about on the get stuff done podcast is about transferable skills and i'm sure that you yourself have seen an evolution in your own skill set moving from um, you know working in a big company to now running your own business and even within the seven years from a small size to now you know, pretty sizable team. What have been some of the most important
1: skills that you think you've developed running your own business in the last seven years? Oh, I think uh, I'm still learning. And one of the things that I think I've uh, learned and I mm. want to learn more uh-huh. is about people management. Okay. Um, because it's all about people. I would not even yeah. call people management, it's about basically understanding people. Because when you run a business, you come across different kinds of people. Uh, customers, employees, your investors, and others, right? Um, so it's very important to uh, understand people. Um, and when you work with employees, particularly um, your own team that you have, I think uh, it's very important to ensure that everybody stays connected to the purpose and is not getting tired and is delivering. So I'm still learning. I think a lot of, I've tried to uh, be more reflective okay, and uh, less reactive. Okay. Um, and, uh, and try to build a company around people, basically. So if you ask me what is TagHive, I would say that TagHive is, is a people-centric company. Okay. Uh, we really care for our people. Um, and I think if you have happy employees, we'll build products that will make our customers happy. I also truly, truly believe
0: that as well. And I think uh, connected with purpose is one of your company values, if, if, if I'm not wrong?
1: Of course. I mean, uh, purpose... Uh, so alignment is, is key uh, because we are a small company and if we don't have folks who connect with the purpose i think it's difficult to really stretch yourself and work hard
0: but um i i guess i i can allude to the fact that you yourself are an incredibly skillful person and have have many skills um not least with your recent publishing of a book now you can call yourself a a published author Tell us a little bit about uh, about that.
1: So you know, uh, as I told you that I'm always trying to maximize my potential and 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 really work hard to live up to my potential. So a few years ago, you know, somebody asked me a similar kind of question, like how do you really maximize your potential? And that led me to think about uh, my own approaches that I've been following ever since you know I was a kid. A few things that you do as as a Uh, as a routine and that really takes you so far and then you keep on learning more and you do that. So I try to document that. So I had seven ideas on why or how we can maximize our lives. Okay. And I try to document and I I gave, uh, I documented that and I was invited to a few places to speak about it. And I, you know, I gave my presentation in a few places in Samsung and then later on I became an adjunct professor at Iwa University. So I found that people connected with the idea of maximizing your life and then in one of the uh, feedback i always collect feedback from my audience and in one of the feedback notes one of the students told me that i should definitely publish a book because you really they wanted to bring this idea to a broader set of people and i thought about it and i started sort of writing those ideas and it really came out well and uh, we got a publisher who was willing to uh get this book published at his cost so I did not. We did not incur any cost into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, publisher published at his cost. In fact, we got a royalty as well for this book. Uh, so it really worked out well. And just to kind of put a disclaimer here, this book, uh, the IP is with my company. So I don't get any benefits monetarily from the comp- from for this book. All the proceeds that come from the sale of this book goes to my company. Fantastic. So I also wanted to ensure that there is no conflict of interest here. Right. So I think this book. And this is the book that you see here, Maximize Your Life. It's available maximize on Kupang, Kupang, Kyobo Mungu, YP Books, all the bookstores in Korea. And uh, you know, I've also seen few companies uh, present this book to all their executives. Because one of the key um, sort of takeaways from this book can be that it will really increase the productivity of all the employees who read this book by at least 100% in, in two weeks. Because the methods that I've outlined here to maximize your life Yes, does not it, it? really will maximize your life in the office as well. Okay, what you got done uh, in one hour, you can get done in ten minutes. You can eliminate a lot of waste. You can really be more in uh, sort of intent driven in your tasks. So all of that, and I've really presented tactical ideas on how you can actually do it. It's not just theory, theory. I practice it, and there are a lot of QR codes, a lot of tools that I've presented as well that people can take benefit from, and. and Maximize their lives. I think it's year-end time, and people are reflecting. If I don't know when this podcast comes to life, but uh, if it is, if at all, around this time or early in next year, I think people yep. should look at this book. And there is solal Holidays coming as well in in February, so people can use that opportunity to reflect by reading this book. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, this will. Uh, this is coming out in early January.
0: Okay. So for everyone uh, uh, with their New Year's resolutions, twenty twenty four,
1: it could be good. Is it also available outside of Korea, so it's right now only in Korean language. Okay. So I am. I didn't have time to uh, translate the English version into the English version. You wrote this-
0: it yourself in Korean.
1: Yeah. So I wrote the first draft in Korean. Of course, my Korean is not so great, so I got it polished by uh, another person. But it was the first draft was written by me, uh, and I mean, I I feel that you know. So you know this is how, how I have learned the language. Uh, I I didn't go to any language course. I my I learned the language by trying different things. So you'll not believe it, but I learned Korean by learning Chinese. Okay. I, I learned Korean by learning Japanese. You know, within the in Samsung, we used to have the these evening courses um, where you can learn. You can choose a language that you want to learn. So I never chose Korean language. Okay. I chose Chinese Okay. because the instructor who taught Chinese he used to speak Korean and then. Teaches Chinese in Korean, you know. Uh, The so I always tried these methods to learn Korean because then it is like hitting two birds with one stone. And and so I also went to you know this KBS drama show long time back. And when you go to a drama show, there is a lot of things to prepare. You have to get a script done and all that. I also learned Korean songs in that process. So this is the way I I think we can really uh, learn Korean uh, in a much more effective manner because there is a purpose to that. You know, you have a so it just works out really well.
0: You, you've you've aligned your interests. You, you've yep. got a, a reason to to learn it rather than homework or, yep, or yep. you know studying for a test. But let's keep with language for a moment. How how important is language? Um, do you
1: feel in your career and and in your life?
0: I, let, let's just clarify how many how many languages do you speak now?
1: So of course English, uh, my mo- mother tongue Hindi, and uh, and Korean. And of course, in India, also we have a lot of dialects. So I speak a few, but okay. I mean, let's skip it to three. Okay.
0: So, so three, three languages. Um, and and how important do you think that's been? Um, how critical has that been in in your success?
1: I think uh, being in Korea uh, and knowing the language is really a, is very important. You know, you I think if I am in Korea and if I don't know the language, I really miss out on a lot of things. Uh, what I feel very strongly is that if you know Korean in Korea, you really become much more independent, Uh, you know, because many times, even in Samsung, when I used to work uh, early on, we used to always get tagged along with another translator or another Korean mentor who is to be your guide and, and really translate your thoughts. But a lot of meaning was getting lost in the translation. Sure. A lot of passion gets lost. Sure. I think, uh, if you speak the language, uh, and we don't have to be master at learning the language. I mean, I have a lot of ideas on how we can become a master in Korean language in a short time, okay? So I think if you speak the language, at least in your own domain, uh, which could be a business domain or uh, academic domain, it really empowers you immensely. You can do get so much done and you feel empowered. You feel like, you know, oh, you have it. Um, and, of course, confidence goes up. People look at you differently. So it's so much uh, perception is different, you know. Uh, when you speak the language, and you you just feel good about it. In fact, in the in my family as well, there are certain Korean words that we use on a regular basis. It's it's so easy. It's like the meaning gets you know. There's a meaning. And More the context. meaning. Yeah. It's like yeah. No way this. to translate perfectly. Something so, like that. For example, "suhoaseo." It's like yeah. you cannot just translate sugohaseo in in English, you know, because with the intonation, the how you the way you speak has different meanings to sugohaseo right? For sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I can think, I
0: can think a few of of yeah. those. Um, okay. And so you are now running a, a 50 person company. Um, you're, you're also, um, a, a family guy as well. What, what does the, what does an average day Maybe you don't have an average day, but what is a What is a, what does a, what does a typical day tend to look like
1: for, for you? So I, I try to get up early morning, um, maybe around six or so. And, uh, I definitely do exercise every day. Um, I either run or do yoga. And uh, so definitely get exercise in the morning. And and then I take care of my emails in the morning, the first couple of uh, sort of half an hour or an hour, and mm-hmm. then uh, prepare to go to office. I generally go to office and uh, in the office, you know, from say nine to or 10 to six or seven or eight, depending on how it is. And then in the office, again, you are, I'm talking to people all the time uh i'm trying to understand that everybody's on track and how can i help and all that so i do that of course a lot of calls in between happens you know from india and 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 all my team members and all that happens Uh, and in the evening again i come back um, i generally take my lunch and my dinner in the office i eat very light Uh, um, once i'm back home again in the evening like maybe spend an hour with my family and then again back to calls and emails so from 11 to say Twelve. So I sleep six hours to seven hours a day, Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, so I I mean this is how it works generally speaking. But uh, and I think it's it's working out well. And I uh, my family knows that this I'm on this mission right now, so they uh, they acknowledge that and allow me to really be with my schedule. But I've always told my family that I'm always available. So for me, it's not about balance. For me, it's about priority. So if my family needs me, I'm always there. It's sure. not about like I need to spend so many hours with my family every day. Right, right. It's about, uh, and I've told my wife that I'm always a call away. So I don't care how busy I am. If my wife calls me, I attend that call. And I have told my wife also about this, that if you call me, I'll definitely take the call. And you know what? With that sort of confidence that she has, she doesn't call me, right? <laughs> it really works out. I mean, that, that thing, the message that is there, you know, that yeah. I'm always there, it's get deli- it gets delivered. And I also feel good about it. That uh, I'm allowed to I mean, get this ecosystem around me that allows me to work hard and, and focus on my business. And at the same time, family is happy.
0: And that's a, a five-day-per-week schedule or weekends
1: oh, included? We, do, For I mean, entrepreneurs, it's nothing like a five-day or six-day-week. It's seven-day-week. I mean, it's not like a week-week. Week is a man-made concept. Right? Yeah, right. For us, it's that now and, and and just now and now and now. You, I mean, always active. Of course, you take out time over the weekend to uh step back, reflect, and uh you take out time to go with your family to restaurants or or you know meet friends and family, but at the back of the mind it's always business is always there, so if you get an idea, you always write it down and and follow through i never if somebody calls me, I can never say hey it's sunday yeah. let's talk tomorrow never ever yeah. i have i mean people know that I'm available twenty four seven of course you prioritize and uh you cut out the noise there are a lot of negative uh sort of energy events that happen so i try to remove that from my life uh-huh. but generally speaking i i always i'm always available for um for meetings for calls so i have my sales review every sunday okay you know, because we have a lot of action from monday to saturday so i review mm-hmm. that my sales team lead on sunday um so sunday is more about reflection for me it's about all about seeing what has happened in the week and planning the next Next week, it just works out well. It just works out well, uh, Gordon. And so, I mean, that sounds
0: like you're you're outworking most people. Is is that you know? Would you credit that as being one of the key factors for for you to be able to grow a company
1: to fifty within within seven years? I think uh, I've never thought about it that way, Gordon. I think, of course, the more hours you put, the more gets done. That is definitely there. But I think for me, it's more about clarity of uh, of where we are moving forward. Uh, so I never compare myself with, I mean, other founders or other entrepreneurs. I feel that I have my own pace and I'm not doing this in a sh- for a short term. I know th- I will get there. Uh, it, it may take a couple of months longer. How does it matter? So for me, it's okay. more about ensuring that I'm healthy every day. So in my seven years, touch wood, I have not f- uh, fallen sick a single time. I've, I just had my body check up. I'm good. Yeah. I'm healthy. You know, I feel good about that. And I have my own ways to manage stress. I do that. Um, so for me, it's about the journey. Okay. And of course, destination is also important. We'll get there in time. And of course, every time that I mean, I really enjoy working, so it really helps me get more done. So I think what I've built so far, I mean, there have been people who have done a job, better job than I have done by working less number of hours. But, you know, that is their lifestyle. That is life's, their story. My story is my story. I think I feel comfortable in my skin and I'm challenging myself every day and, and moving forward at a pace that I'm yeah. comfortable.
0: Uh, actually, you've, you've literally just taken the words out of my mouth. As I, I, more I'm talking to you, the more I'm getting a sense that you have a healthy mind and, and being comfortable in your own skin and enjoying what you do. Of course, mm. that is just kind of essentially uh, alignment in, in the mission. And, and then the long-term aspect... Over the short term I guess I also is, is really really important. Um, before we before we started uh, this interview we were just talking about notifications and and you told me an interesting thing one of your little uh, kind of uh, productivity hacks um, can, can you share what it is that
1: you you do so when I started the business you know uh, uh, I used to have a smart watch and I used to have you know like everybody' like I presume. Of course, Samsung's smartwatch. I I'll, like that <laughs> Galaxy's watch. And then Samsung smartphone. And, you know, you get so... Because when you are doing a business, you have so much going on. People reach out. Everybody is busy. Everybody wants your time. And so many notifications, you know, just your message, Kakao, WhatsApp, all that. One day I realized that, oh man, I'm just reacting. I removed all my notifications. Now I don't get any notification. I don't put a watch. You know, I ensure that... These notifications, because these notifications, while they're maybe important and good, they really distract you a lot. So um, I have made a conscious choice of not having on any notifications on my phone. So when a message comes, Kakao, email, or what have you, I don't see it when it comes. I see it when I want to see it. Right. On your own terms. Yeah. So I have my own allocated time for different things. I will see it when I want to see and I want to dedicate. So even when I'm talking to you right now, my phone is on airplane mode. I want to give my two hundred percent to this discussion, to this sure. podcast, right? I mean, that is what uh, brings efficiency in whatever you do. Yeah. You know? So th- I think I would really uh, urge you to try this out and see how it works. Sometimes you may miss. There's always a trade-off. You will miss maybe a few important calls, but it's okay. You know, uh, if it is really important, people will will uh, will definitely find a way to reach out to you.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's that's what it boils down to. If it's really important, it will still it will still get to you. That's yeah. that's the key. And what usually is it's a it's an unimportant notification of everything that's that's coming in. So it's definitely something that I'm conscious of and I'm trying to kind of manage and um look at. I mean one one thing I find is you know I have so many channels that I'm that I'm communicating on, right? And they all have their own different style of notification. Um, and, and so that that's something that I, I still struggle with. Um, and, and then of course, also in my business, I'm reaching out to people myself. So I also want to get through to them as quickly as I can. So I'm thinking about how I can get through to them uh, in the most uh, kind of effective way
1: uh, as as well. I think I think emails are great, you know, because emails are thoughtful, and you take your time to reply. And uh, so I think I generally prefer emails these days because uh, many times on, in uh, your uh, sort of quick snap of the moment, you tend to make a quick decision and it can later on get, into, get you into uh, trouble or you may think, hey, I could have waited to respond to that, right? Of course, for business things, things happen instinct, you know, quickly, and you do that many times, maybe on WhatsApp call all the, all the day, but uh, uh, you make a choice, basically. You try this, that works. You try that, it doesn't work. You keep on playing around and see what is best for you. Yeah. yeah
0: one one uh, interesting uh, kind of tip that I heard recently is that sometimes, uh, especially uh, if you, you get a, quite a, uh, a serious or, or unexpected email, then your natural response can be quite emotional. And so, what this tip suggests is that you you can set a rule so that when you click send, it doesn't send it right away. There's a delay, so you always have a chance to save it, to pull it back, and and write a better response. Write something that's more measured, more productive, more you know, going to get a, a better response back. And and I think that was that was a really interesting one already. I often um, write responses, keep it in draft. And uh, and then, you know, and send it out later. So I think definitely that's um, that, that's a good one. Um, what, Pankaj, can you tell me w- one of your seven uh, maximize your life themes? You mentioned there there were seven uh, kind of items that you've, you've put in the book. Can you can you
1: share one with us? Sure, sure. I'll tell you the one which is most loved by my audience. Uh, so there is this idea of reporting to oneself on a regular basis. Okay. We all have our bosses. When we work in a big company, we have a boss. When we work in a small company, we have a boss. Um, If you are a married person, you have a boss, right? (laughs) Just kidding. So (laughs) I didn't have a boss, right? So I thought, why not make yourself your own boss? And uh, ever since the last 18 to 20 years, I've been reporting to myself Mm -hmm. on every Sunday morning. Okay. So I sit down with myself for 30 minutes and I have a template that I follow. And you can get that template from the book if you get one. So I talk about few sort of categories, for example, okay. um, work, personal life, spiritual life, um, uh, what skills I have learned, um, awesome people that I met. So you have these different categories and you look at your previous week yeah. and you see what things have happened in these buckets. So on the work, you write down again. So I follow a 6P model in the work, like my plan, my um, people, partnerships, And so forth, product and so forth. So I write all the six Ps and say, hey, this is what I have improved on or worked on this week. These are the highlights. And what is my plan for next week? Same thing I do for my personal side. Talk about my family, how much time how much time what were the meaningful moments that I spent with my family last week? Meaningful moments, not the quantity of moments. Okay. Right, right. And 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 also my spiritual life. How 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 good I am feeling at the spiritual level. Uh, what new skills I'm learning every day, right? Uh, for example, I am a magician. So this was triggered with the idea of what am I learning as a new skill? When I was an innovator at Samsung, I thought I should learn magic. And I became a magician in 2014 uh, with that central idea of talking about what new skill I'm learning. Right. So you write all these things and you reflect on those your entire week that went by. Uh, and then you also plan for your next week. For example, I say I need to exercise three times a day. And in the next week, when I come back and say, hey, I didn't do exercise three times a week. It was just one time maybe, or I did not run 30 minutes. I just ran 15 minutes. You, I also record my body weight, right? And I also say, hey, now for this week, no sugar in your body. So you really write down all those things. You talk to yourself for 30, 40 minutes, and you, I follow it as a religious practice. Okay. Uh, And I do that every Sunday um, after taking a shower before. I mean, if I don't do that, I cannot eat anything. I've told myself that. So I made it very sure that I have that practice followed. So I do that. And, and with that, I have found that I'm always calibrated. If I, you know, uh, if I miss something last week, then I come back to this week and say, Hey man, I did not go to gym a single day. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I did not meet any awesome people last week. Right. So you kind of, I'm basically you write down things that are, that matter to you. Yeah. And you try to just score and see where you stand on each of these different buckets. Right. I mean, this is how I have evolved my own template. And then people may write different things that they want to track because everybody has different motivations, different alignments. So they want to write down what things are important to them and what they have done in the previous week to really ensure that they are having those important things in life. Right. Somebody says, I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. But then what have you done in the last week to be happy and to be healthy? Week to week basis. Week to week. And then you do that. So for me, a weekly schedule is good. Some people want to do it and I talk to people, I've seen that people have done it on a, they have tried to do it more every two day practice, which is also good. I mean, it's up to them. Some people do it on a monthly basis. But this idea of reporting to oneself on a regular basis, that regular could be a week or month or day. It really is very, very powerful because it helps you stay calibrated and brings discipline to life. I think that's
0: a really valuable insight and thank you for sharing the fact that it's it's you know you, i think your track record is evidence that it works um <laughs> so it's so i think in that sense um i'm sure a lot of people will will definitely uh give that a try i think it definitely um because you're you're the, the important thing there also, you didn't leave out your personal and spiritual, right? It, you, you covered all all the buckets, and that's that's I think the key point. Um, on that note, um, we we are sadly out of time. Um, you know, you only mentioned right at the end there about you you having uh, magic also as as a part of your life. I think I think that's going to have to be um, you coming back for a second episode in the future, and you can show us uh, some of your magic. I can um, show you. You know, it's magic.
1: It's such a, magic is such a great icebreaker for me. Uh, when I go to a school or, or an event or wherever, you know, I can always um, really show a few easy magic tricks and wow people. So, and it comes very natural to me. I love it, you know, it's my passion. So, I keep on looking at new magic. In, in fact, even now I take magic classes. Okay. Uh, if I get a time, I mean, yeah. I have a magic, my, my own tutor for magic. So I try to learn and, and try to really draw inspiration from that on how I can, because magic and technology are no different. You know, we are sitting so far away and we are connected right now and we can talk to each other. Isn't it magic? Yeah. But we are so used to this magic that we take it for granted. Sure.
0: That's another If, another, I, that's another
1: if I take this pen and disappear that pen suddenly, then it is like magic to you. <laughs> how do you? Well, this does not happen every day. But idea of magic and I think and technology is to wow people. Right. It just wows wow. people, and I think that is where I got a lot of inspiration from in in my own work uh, through magic.
0: Well, uh, Pankaj, thank you so much for being with us as a guest today and sharing all of your insights, both per- personally, professionally, um, and, and just showing how uh, diverse your your skills are, and also. Some of your very practical uh, tips and tricks as well, which I think is is really
1: useful for everybody listening. Uh, thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you, Gordon, for having me. I think it has been honored. It has been an honor to know you, and I look forward to stay in touch. Awesome, and and
0: so once again, thank you everybody for listening to the Get Stuff Done podcast. Um, as you know, we we try to bring a, a wide variety of of guests uh, on every week, and it would be. Just, I would be so grateful if you give us a subscribe um, on whatever channel you're either watching or or listening to us. Um, Thanks for for being with us. And as the first episode of 2024, I hope that everybody um, has started the new year off very well and wish you all the best and look forward to seeing you again on the next episode of the Get Stuff Done podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Get Stuff Done podcast. If you would like to be a guest in the future, please do reach out. Or if you would like to recommend someone, that would be awesome as well. Make sure you keep listening as we will be bringing you fresh insights every week because getting stuff done is something everyone needs.